Hey, listen! Welcome to the Hey Listen Gamescast. My name is Jeffrey Morris. You are listening to the first ever episode 18. Joining me here today is my partner in crime, Nathan Wagner. Hey, what's up, guys? And our everyone's favorite Assassin's Creed fan, Rob Douglas. What's up, Rob? <laughs> hey, not much. Just doing a podcast. <laughs> uh, as you guys know, uh, Nathan and I um, play, play a lot of video games together. We played a lot of Iron Banner this week in Destiny. Uh, a lot of fun jumping into that. Uh, Rob, you've always been kind of more... Have you always been more of a single-player guy? I know on PS4 you're mostly single-player stuff. Um, maybe back on, like... Like, on the 64, it was fun to play some multiplayer ones because, obviously, a lot of the titles were very multiplayer. Um, they, they were designed for that. But I think, also, uh, more recently, as far as that's concerned... Not really. <laughs> so, Rob, you're kind of the old man on the podcast. You don't like playing <laughs> over them internets? Dude, I'm the old man, and I'm Charles Barkley in this thing. So, you know, I'm like the the unpopular, non-Nintendo fangirl, uh, uh, anti-multiplayer. I, yeah, I, I just think I, it's I, hilarious. Of... Call us a fangirls? Because <laughs> I can get sassy on you if you want. Mm. I just think it's hilarious that Rob had to go all the way back to the N64 to find a multiplayer game that he played. <laughs> yeah. uh, good times. Um, so we got, a, we got a really fun episode for you guys today um, here on episode 18. Uh, first segment, we're going to be hitting news, and we are going to be doing news a little bit differently um, on the show from here on out. And we kind of noticed that the news section was kind of taking over a little bit of the show, taking a little bit longer um, of time that, that we kind of originally attended so we kind of took a look at it and we're gonna probably only do two to three um different news kind of headlines and our thoughts on those on each show and that way we can have a little more time to talk about some of the more fun uh segments that we got planned for you guys like nathan's backlog and the question of the day with rob and uh what we're doing today which is um a history lesson um and we're gonna I love history yeah and we're not playing <laughs> any kids music so stop asking oh, that's sad <laughs> Uh, but we're going to be looking at the history of 3D Mario games today. Um, I am a huge Mario fan, and when I was thinking of a history to do, obviously Mario came to mind. But I'm like, man, just all of Mario is too big. i gotta got to narrow it down somehow. So I, we're just going to do just uh, 3D Mario games today, which will mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. Um, also, but, oh, go ahead, Rob. Do you have something? Don't worry, guys. Um, you won't miss all the news. Uh, we will be tweeting out stuff, and so check our Twitter at yeah, HeyListen yeah. underscore games, and we'll be uh, putting out stuff like news stories and questions for you guys, so if you really are like, oh, I missed that news segment, check on there. We'll put out a lot of the stories there. Yeah, and we'll, we hope to continue the conversation a little bit more on Twitter. Um, we know we have a few fans who have been uh, kind of interacting with us. Um on Twitter, Stephen, for example, replied to a tweet that we put out uh, early last week. I was saying, hey, a new you know arcade cruise in USA game's coming. Did you play the original for N64? And he was just saying, well, is this a blast from the past or is it just kind of wishful thinking? So it's kind of fun to have some conversations um, on the tweets. And so you can find us at HeyListen underscore games. And also um, you can find our tags on our uh, Twitter page there as well. So be sure to tag us in those conversations. So, yeah. Um, as exciting news, uh, we did a couple giveaways around episode 10. We thought that was a lot of fun. Um, it'd be able to give uh, some some stuff away to you guys. So we're going to be doing another giveaway. Um, we're going to do one this week, I think another next week. Um, it's kind of a smaller one today, but we're doing a Hearthstone giveaway. Um, after the show ends, we're going to put up a tweet. Um, and if you retweet that tweet, um, you'll be entered into a uh, win as long as you're following us. And basically, I got a download code uh, for the newest Hearthstone hero. Uh, I'm going to try to say the name. I think it's Tyrand. Uh, Tyrand Whisperwind, a Night Elf Priestess. And so I got a download code for that. If you play Hearthstone, uh, be sure to follow in and uh, give that a retweet, and uh, you'll be entered to win uh, that, that character for Hearthstone. Have you guys have you guys ever played Hearthstone? I've never played. I have never played Hearthstone. Although I've played a couple other um I actually got into Gwent in The Witcher 3. I think oh, okay. that was the funnest part of of The Witcher 3 was the <laughs> yeah. in there. Uh, but that's the only like that card one. game I played. Yeah. I've heard good things about Hearthstone, but I've just been kind of intimidated because I heard like it has like a kind of a season cycle where like you have to buy a certain amount of cards in a season to play, then after that season, those old cards 
are like no longer valid and you have to like repurchase new decks and stuff. So just kind of a little intimidating for me. I haven't really mm-hmm. gotten into that, but heard heard it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I yeah, haven't. I haven't, I couldn't speak I haven't it. played it either. Yeah, cool. Um, I watched some guys play it once, but uh, not really super interested either. I feel like it's going on. I feel like it's one of those games where you either you like it or you don't. And if you like it, you gotta dedicate a lot of time and energy to it. And you know, I I think it's it's great for people who do dedicate a lot of time and energy to it because I heard it's a really good social game. So yeah, I Very think cool. it's because you have a Windows phone. <laughs> you can't actually play it. You can play it online on your computer. <laughs> yeah, I think you play it online. Yeah, it's kind of like WoW. It has like its own servers. So you can access it from anywhere. Um, yep. Anyways, moving on, we have two news stories this week. Our first one. Uh, kind of came out of the blue today. Earlier this morning, it kind of got leaked, but it, it did up being true that a giant Overwatch update was released at 11 o'clock uh, Pacific time. Um, it was pretty exciting because in this new update, there are 100 new items that are all Halloween-themed. Um, if you're familiar with Overwatch, it's a summer games uh, theme uh, or event uh, early this summer during the Olympics. And pretty much this brings in a whole bunch of new loot. Um, and it's all cosmetic items, so like new... New uh, skins, new decals, emblems, taunts, different stuff like that. Um, there are 100 new items there. And then also, what I was really excited about is a new PvE event. So Overwatch has been only multiplayer, like PvP. You know, you're you're fighting six-on-six team matchups. But this new uh, event, you can play as one of four characters. I think it's McCree, Soldier, Anna, and uh, Hanzo. And you play as a team of four with those four characters and everyone, you can only be one character um, out, of the, of the, out of those four. And basically you're fighting uh, different minions and AI enemies who are like uh, created from like this evil doctor junk rat character. Who's like kind of like a mad scientist who's created all these minions. So I haven't got a chance to try it, try it yet. I only um, just downloaded the update. I only had time to play one quick game match, but um, after the show, we're going to be doing a post stream and uh, we'll be doing that on Twitch. We'll be tweeting it out after the show. So feel free to come uh, jump on there after the show is done if you're listening live. And we'd uh, love to see you over there on Twitch as well. But what do you guys think? Um, I, I think it's I think it's pretty cool that we're, they're getting another event so soon after the last one. The last one was the last couple of weeks of August. So this is what, like a month and a half later? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think this is, uh, I think it's really cool because. One of the reasons I originally talked about this, um, I was so excited about Overwatch, is the fact that all of their DLC going forward would be free, meaning you wouldn't have to pay extra money to be able to play it. Um, and this is one step of that. Um, they're doing this is their second, I think, timed kind of event thing, right? Yeah, second event. The did, summer event was kind of the first big. The summer event, event they did one for the Olympics, and this one looks really cool. I'm excited about the fact that it's PVE since there hasn't really been anything except for playing multiplayer matches against bots. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be really cool. It looks like it's a wave-based um, game mode. So hopefully that'll be a lot of fun. So I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, I think it's cool because the first event, too, brought in the Lucille Ball mode, which is pretty much like a poor man's Rocket League. Yes. Which, which is pretty fun. Um, if you have Rocket League, you know, it, I, I don't know why you play it over Rocket League. But um, it brought in that new mode to play that was a limited-time event. You could play that. And so this is also, this new next event is bringing in, like, the limited-time mode. So it's not just bringing a couple, like, skins and stuff. It's actually having a new mode to encourage players to go in and check out too. So I really hope they keep that model with their events. Yeah, it gets people So you're saying that this, so this new mode, uh, PVE, it's temporary, so it'll go away eventually? Yeah, yeah. it's okay. from now until November 1st, I believe, is yep. when it goes away. It runs through the end of the month. Yeah. Because, I mean, it would be nice, I think in my opinion, it would be nice if they could put out some modes like this and keep them in the game. That would be kind of nice. You know, like, like, put out, <laughs> like, like almost like the... Uh, uh, horde mode or you know because um, that's kind of what it sounds like it sounds like horde or in halo where you do like the defend the base one you mm-hmm. know the waves one firefight and yeah no, firefight that's called... the one. yeah firefight yeah i couldn't think of it for a moment there <laughs> um but like if they could put something like that in the game and keep adding updates and new modes to the game and keep them in the game I think that would increase the longevity of the game as well and make it even more fun for, like, the tournaments and bigger events is, you know, suddenly not only are you just doing the team battles, but you also have these other, like, horde mode type thing going on and maybe some different other modes like the Rocket League type one and they stay in there. 
I think yeah. it'd be cool. Actually, I, I kind of disagree with you, Rob. I actually really yeah. like the fact that it's kind of limited because it gives you more incentive to jump in because you know you can only play for a certain amount of time. And I haven't played the new one yet, but I know with like Lucio Ball, it was it wasn't super deep. And so it wasn't a thing where I'd want to keep going back to playing it over and over again. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, Jeff, but... So it was kind of cool to be able to play for a limited amount of time, get some cool skins and some cool rewards and stuff like that. It um, does give you a reason to turn the yeah, game on, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the I don't know about um, you, but I, the actual core gameplay um, and the team matchmaking and stuff like that, the modes are really, really good, and so it keeps making oh, yeah, you play definitely. even after. Yeah. Um, the modes are really good, but at the same time, there's very little modes and options of what you can do in mm-hmm. Overwatch. So I don't mm-hmm. think that would that would hurt to keep it in there necessarily. Um, but I don't know. At, at the same time, uh, I, it doesn't make sense at the, uh, thinking from the consumer standpoint to like, hey, this mode's really fun and let's take it out and you can only play these two modes again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. definitely a balance. I, I think it's cool that even if it is a limited time event, it, it's, it feels like, I mean, I haven't tried the new one yet, but it seems like it's really mode that they put a lot of attention and care into. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, you know, we slopped uh, together, you know, a, a weekly brawl thing. It's actually a pretty pretty cool event that they made. So Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and hopefully they'll keep working on more special events and stuff like that that they'll be doing yeah. quarterly. At least that's what it seems I'm like. I'm excited for the Christmas event. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we'll always be getting to look forward to trying something new, which is exciting. Yeah. And if it's this frequent, you know, like once every two months or something like that, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so. you might even see one for Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I I've been kinda of wanting to get back into Overwatch, but I just haven't haven't played it in like a week or two, and so this is actually perfect timing. It was actually funny. I've been wanting to get back into Metal Gear Solid Five as well, and I haven't played it in like in like a month or two. And I've been telling myself this whole weekend I was going to do it, but I was out of town and my stuff came up, so I just didn't play it. I was going to play it Monday night, but I was like, eh, I'll jump on and play a couple more rounds of Destiny before Iron Banner ends. And I was going to play it today, then this Overwatch thing came out. It's so like, man, I'm never going to play Metal Gear Solid again. <laughs> well, it is a single-player game, so it will always be there for you. That's true. It's, it's not limited. True. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, moving on to our next news piece. Uh, you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, some news leaked, uh, was it earlier this week? Uh, yeah, was, uh, yeah I believe it was earlier this week. Last couple days. Um, in the last couple days, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, um, the art book, um, some of the art leaked as the release date of March 21st, uh, 2017. And, uh, there was a, I forget. It was on Amazon, right? It was on Amazon, yeah. yeah it was, it was on, on Amazon. Amazon. Um, so it said <laughs> it would release the same day as the day that the actual game released. And so it looks like the release date for Mass Effect Andromeda is going to be March 21st, 2017. Um, and then there's supposed to be more details, and I think there's supposed to be even like a gameplay trailer and talk more about the game on November 7th for N7 Day. Yeah, and the thing that makes this plausible is that's what kind of makes sense. We were kind of expecting, like they kind of said, hey, it's probably going to come out around March, yeah. around that time frame. So it's not really a surprise that March 21st would be a date that they no. would go for. Although I'm still skeptical because maybe it's just because they haven't really revealed it except for like a mm-hmm. weird random small video at the PlayStation event thing in September. Um, and I kind of think it's going to get delayed until next summer. But we'll see. I can, I can see it yeah. too. That we don't know like hardly anything about the game. And like yeah. Mass Effect, you know, it's such a huge game. There's so many pieces to it. Like the fact that we've just seen this fairly tiny like little glimpse like makes me think eh, maybe there's there's a lot more to to be done there, but I don't know. Well, and like, I mean, when the PS4 Pro was released or announced at that big conference, you know, and they showed the the gameplay for Mass Effect Andromeda, and we were seeing this whole scene of, you know, the exploration and the scanning of the plants, which was kind of strange, and the jetpack and all that stuff, you know, it didn't feel... Like it was just it you know you're kind, of, it, <laughs> yeah. you're kind of just pulling a scene right out of the middle and it didn't feel completely totally polished and it didn't feel like it fit just it, yet. It was and like it, it was like if you want to choose the worst way to reveal a new game that no one has ever seen before, like that's the worst way you could do it because yeah. it was just kind of a random scene, like kind of normal gameplay. There wasn't really any hype or anything. There was like no shooting, going on. Like yeah, no, no shooting. Like you yeah. said, Rob. Yeah. Like it showed them scanning like the planet and stuff like that. Like or plants or yeah. plants. Yeah, like that's a, a weird, a cool mm. gameplay mechanic, I guess. But it's not something you want to show off when you show yeah. off your game for the first well, time. What they should have shown is either like 
the middle of like an intense action scene where you're kind of like running, taking out some enemies, showing off a couple mm-hmm. new like powers that you have, yeah. showing like a really neat environment. Um, and either do that or do number two, just like walk around the Citadel and just see all the different alien creatures and all the different NPCs and all the characters and like how mm-hmm. you can make this massive world with all these characters like look really nice. Yeah. But so yeah. it was like, a little dark room where you jump on like a couple little platforms. <laughs> like didn't really get me excited. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah, and I I think with that you know with how uh Mass Effect 3's ending wasn't super polished mm-hmm. and kind of minuscule and sort of made all your decisions that you made throughout the whole series sort of just not there. I think they're gonna take a lot more time to make sure that this one doesn't disappoint. I think that's good. And so <laughs> I think it's going to be delayed. There's no, I, I have no doubt in my mind that March 21st is not going to be the release yeah. date. And keep in mind, this, How, this will be the second delay. It's already been delayed once. It's already been delayed once. Well, it's supposed to come out yeah, in November, December. Yeah. And it got delayed to, to March-ish. Well, all, of the, all of the Mass Effects, or 2 and 3 both were released in March, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it could hit, but how long do you think it'll be delayed, Rob? Like, do you think it'll be a big delay or just a couple months? I think it would be a polish delay, which normally is closer to like two to three months. Yeah. Rather Maybe than like a full delay. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like they do have a game completed. Because we've been seeing uh, possible uh, footage and all these things for, what, a year now? Like N7 last year was when we first started seeing things, right? Yeah, I mean, just, uh, they still haven't really just shown talked gameplay, about though. it. They haven't really Well, I mean, no, but anything. we saw like someone had like a screenshot of the Mako on their, their computer screen. Yeah, yeah. And at E3 last year, they showed like a short uh, trailer thing of it. So I think, I think the game is complete story-wise. But I think with a lot of the, the gameplay aspects and making sure every decision matters and stuff, I think a lot of that will still need yeah. to be polished out. So I don't I don't see Especially it being marked. This is like I think it's this is Bioware's first like next gen game, right? Like uh, they made Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh they made a Dragon Age, okay. Yeah, they did. So I mean it's still relatively new to develop the platform, I but, guess you could say. And the team that's been working on this has probably been the same team that's been working on it since Mass Effect three came out mm-hmm. back in mm-hmm. two thousand eleven or whatever and so there's that, plus they also are developing for the PS4 Pro, mm-hmm. which makes them jump through some additional hoops. And I think, now that I remember, I think Dragon Age Inquisition also came out on Xbox 360 and PS3, yeah. as well it as did. PS4 it and did. Xbox yeah. I have so it for 360. Yep. So this is really their first like next-gen exclusive. Yeah. We have to take advantage of everything, including the PS4 Pro, like all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think... So I my my theory is August 2017. I think it'll be early August. Early August? Or not August, sorry. March, April, May, June. Uh That's that's even more than I projected the first time. <laughs> yeah, I think June makes sense. Um, June would make sense. Yeah, June or July release. actually. Especially with how many games are already coming out in the first quarter of mm-hmm. next year. So we'll so see what happens. That that quarter two, basically yeah. of the year. Yep, quarter two probably, which would be April through July. Yeah. May, oh yeah, yeah. April through June. So, great. That's the theory. <laughs> Alrighty. So, with that, we can segue into our main segment for today's show: the history of 3D Mario games. So. Um, as you guys know, Mario, the first Super Mario Bros. game came out when the NES launched in North America, uh, came with that, uh, great, uh, It did not come out with the NES, actually. I think it came, well, like, a couple was, months after. It was, like, launch window. It was a couple months after. Most people who bought NES got the Super Mario Bros. Duck Hunt packing. Well, yes, but it <laughs> didn't true. come out with it. All right, We're right. being Thanks historically accurate here. Thanks for playing. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Bros. originally came out, uh, when they, around the NES's launch. And uh, basically, over the next uh, about 10 years, they put out eight different 2D titles. There was uh, three in North America on the NES, there were two on the Super Nintendo, and then three on the Game Boy. And so Mario was very well established as being the top platformer. Um, I mean, Rob, They started to do spinoffs, right? Mario Kart? Yeah, they they started some spinoffs with like Mm -hmm. Mario Kart, Mario RPG... 
Um, yeah. Some other things. I mean, even some of the Mario games that I counted there were kind of spinoffs. Like Mario, Super Mario World 2 is technically like a Yoshi game. Uh, yeah. Super Mario Land 3 is technically like a Wario game. Um, but, I mean, even if you think about like Genesis and other things like, and, you know, Sonic being a competitor and all these other, you know, characters, like Mario was really like the top dog that everyone was kind of trying to emulate and so when the n64 got announced and we're bringing things into 3d and mario 64 was announced as the launch title um there are huge expectations because mario was this big juggernaut and Mm -hmm. so mario 64 first arrived in 1996 and i remember the first time i saw mario 64 i was in a walmart they had a demo up on the screen of bows of a mario fighting bowser and i just thought it was the most like beautiful, like insane thing I had ever seen. And instantly right. I'm like, I need to get a 64 somehow and I need to get <laughs> Mario 64. Um, I, th- I think I told the story before how I got it. Like my grandma took me to the store and I picked it out right after we got our 64. My brother like scolded me. He's like, why would you pick up Mario 64? Like, that's a terrible game. I'm like, no, I believe in Mario. It's got to be good. <laughs> and sure enough, it's like still one of my favorite video games to this day. Um, so Super Mario 64, 1996, that's our first 3D Mario game. Really one of the first big 3D console games ever. Like it's inspired in, uh, so many different video games, uh, with just the camera system and the hub world. Um, and basically, oh yeah, go ahead. It kind of set off like the 3D platformers on the 64 generation, like Banjo Mm -hmm. and Kazooie, Banjo and Tooie, uh, Donkey Kong 64, like, uh, all those ones kind of came after this, and was they yeah. were all modeled after Mario 64. Yeah, and I actually did a bit of research on Banjo-Kazooie, and I found out that it kind of went through a lot of years of development. It was originally like a Super Nintendo game. They put it on 64, but then they didn't like the direction, and it was like a humanoid-type character, so they switched it to a bear. And then once they saw the prototype for Mario 64, they're like, oh, we got to make it more like that. We have to make a big open world where you can explore and collect things and so as we go through the history of Mario games, I'm going to kind of list off a couple things that were notable about that game and what it kind of did like as a first for the series. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the first in Mario 64, obviously, you know, was in 3D, but it added voices. Like we had never known what Mario, any of the characters sounded like um, until we got Mario 64 and Charles Martinet, you know, the Mario, the yeah, what, yahoo, you know, the, the Mario Italian <laughs> voice that we all have come to yeah. know and love. It's me, Mario. Yeah, exactly. And thank you so much for playing the my game, you know, when you beat it. So um, that, w- that was huge. Finally, we reached a technology where we could actually hear voices. And I remember the first time hearing Mario's voice, I was like, wow, this is what Mario sounds like. Um, and then it also added different caps that gave you powers. There was the wing cap, the metal cap, the invisible cap. And then it was the first time where Mario shifted from, hey, you start at point A, you end the level at point B, you move on to the next level, and you just, you're going, you know, running through levels trying to reach the end. Because Mario 64 is a lot more about exploring and discovering and collecting things within the different um, levels, and you're finding the different stars, you're finding 100 coins in each level. And then it also had um, a hub world, which hub worlds were, um, it was the first kind of 3D hub world where you could walk around a big physical space and find secret stars in the castle, unlock different areas that you can jump into paintings. And so um, there's only been a few other Mario games that have really done a hub world similar to Mario 64. Um, but the thing I really like about it is like whenever you start the game, you feel like you're coming home. You're like, man, I, I'm at home. I know this part of the castle. I know what this door is behind this one, but there's this mysterious door. I have no idea what it's behind. And, and you know, I have to figure out how to, to get access that area but yeah the coolest part about the castle in my opinion was just all the super secret like cool little things you could find and stuff like that like there were entire levels that you wouldn't know about unless you needed to jump through the window um or there were little like messages uh the l is real (laughs) one that sent everyone going crazy and stuff like that so just all the little details i feel like made that really it wasn't just getting from point A to point B, but also discovering things along the way, which really encapsulated the entire spirit of the game. Yeah. So I, I think, I know the three of us all have a special place in our heart for Mario 64, and um, I ran a poll on Twitter right before the show and asked uh, some people, follow me on Twitter, um, what their favorite 3D Mario game was, and Mario 64 is actually the um, the top, top vote right now with uh, 44%. And a good friend of the show, uh, Joan20, said that Mario 64 changed the whole game, brought me to tears when I demoed it on the N64 <laughs> before it released. And so, similar experience there with him. So, that's Mario 64. And then, um, about 
six years later, in 2002, we finally got our next proper 3D Mario game. Luigi's Mansion launched with the GameCube, but wasn't really, you know, a Mario platformer. It's a lot different. So Mario Sunshine was our next 3D Mario game. And the thing that Mario Sunshine really did differently for the GameCube was it was kind of the first real story in a Mario game. Mario games, you know, have always been kind of notorious for the story is Peach gets stolen by Bowser and you have to go save her. <laughs> you know, there you go. You don't need a story. You run around, have fun. Uh, but Mario Sunshine really first had a story. There was different cutscenes. There was voice acting. Mario didn't really talk, but like every other character, whether it was Peach, Bowser, Bowser Jr., your water backpack, Toadsworth, they all like had lines and talked. And it was strange. Like <laughs> it didn't really it was, work. <laughs> it was really cool that Nintendo tried to do it. Um, yeah. and we're mm-hmm. trying to do something different. Um, and even thinking back about it, um, some of the, a couple of the cutscenes were kind of cool, but a lot of them were just really terrible. Like you start the game, <laughs> I think by flying into Delfino Island on a plane and like yeah. Peach has hearts instead of eyes. She's looking at Mario and you're like, you know, Mario does that because he sees Oh, Mario does that. That's like, right. That's right. To Delfino. And he's like, oh, yeah. I want to go vacation. And like, Peach, uh, whoever's like the voice anime. actor for Peach, I'm sorry, you're really good, but she sounds super, it's really weird it's to like, hear oh. her talk and she has a really high voice. <laughs> yeah. And, so yeah, so it didn't really work um, as far as like the story and stuff like that. I like the fact that it was a little more complicated than just yeah. Peach getting stolen, but at the same time. <laughs> all of the cutscenes and voice acting kind of detracted from it. It's yeah. It's pretty cringy. Like yes. going back and playing it now, especially like at first it's exciting. Like, Oh, it's a cutscene in a Mario game. Like, Oh, Oh, I've got to pay attention. And you hear yeah. Bowser Jr. Start dying. Like, I want to take you back to, to find mama peach. And you're like, Oh gosh. Like why? And then it goes on. Like he has like, you know, two or three minutes of like lines and you're like, no, no, like I, this is why Nintendo only has Mario say like one word at most in all games since this. But um, yeah, you got you got to give him props for trying it and yep. giving it a shot. Like it wasn't, I guess, terrible. It just it was kind of kind of cringy and and uh, didn't really fit necessarily. But um, also in Mario Sunshine, this was kind of the first permanent gimmick in a uh, Mario game. What I mean by permanent gimmick was like in different Mario games, you know, you get different power ups and, you know, Yoshi might be in there and stuff. Um, But that's always been kind of a, you know, just small part of the game. While in Sunshine, you have the water backpack on your game and it's on your back for like 98% of the game. And so everywhere you go and you can hover, you can, you know, do different things with it. And so it really kind of changed the way you thought. Um, At the Mm -hmm. time when the game came out, I wasn't. A super big fan of it. I feel like it kind of made it more easy mode. Like, you didn't have to be precise in your jumps. You just kind of jump and just hover wherever you are. Um, but it, it still has a, some charm in it, and it, you know, it makes it unique. And um, I think that is a, a neat part of Sunshine that everyone remembers, you know, the it made it It made it feel more like an adventure game than just a straight platformer. Yeah. Which yeah. made sense kind of for the series because it was similar to Mario 64 and the fact that it was about exploring, like, big levels and finding secrets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so it gave another aspect of kind of adventure games and exploration and stuff like that. Yeah, the, I was going to say something along those lines. Like, it kind of did remove a lot of the uh, platformer uh, stability. Because, you know, when you add that jetpack, you don't, like you said, Jeff, you didn't have to be as precise in your jumps and stuff. And that's one of the joys of a platformer is the fact that if you miss yeah. that platform, you got to start all over. Knowing that you nailed all those wall jumps in Mario 64. That were that's so why I don't like platformers. <laughs> I never nail the jumps. But, um, yeah, so, so that was interesting, having, having the backpack in there. I think the main reason why they put it in was just to differentiate from Mario 64, because the mm-hmm. layout was very similar. I mean, you're not in Peach's Castle, but you still have a giant hub world that's very similar to Peach's Castle. You unlock the different kind of paintings that you jump into and find, you know, five stars in. So it was very, very similar. So they just kind of, <gasps> excuse me, put the flood in there to uh, make it... Uh, different than Mario 64. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about Mario Sunshine is actually the world, the world of Delfino Isle and kind of the tropical vacation setting and stuff like that. Being able to explore and play somewhere else besides the, uh, what's it called? The uh, Mushroom Pe- Kingdom. Mushroom Kingdom. The Mushroom Kingdom was oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah. And I loved the tropical setting. It was a lot of fun. The music the, was fun. <laughs> the music was great. The, uh, what are the residents named there? Oh, the, uh... The Nokis and the uh, the big big guys, what are they? Piantas, the big guys, Piantas, something like that. They yeah. they uh, 
make this really awesome sound when you run into them. Exactly. Yeah. So it was really colorful. I felt like it was even more colorful um, than 64 and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, there was some cool stuff with that that I really enjoyed. And you can, if you get all the stars in the game, you can have Mario run around in a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses, which was awesome. <laughs> Wait, you could? Yeah. I that, never got that far. I think when you, you beat Bowser, you never finish. Yeah, it. when you beat Bowser, you unlock no. the sunglasses, and then if you get, I think it's all the stars, you get a Hawaiian shirt that he runs around in as well. That's amazing. Uh, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, after Mario Sunshine, we had two years before our next 3D Mario game, which is a remake of a 3D game, and uh course we're talking about super mario 64 for the ds came out uh for the nintendo ds's launch there was like nothing that launched with the ds i got a ds for christmas that year it was like my favorite christmas ever like freaked out when i got the ds like my parents were awesome um and then my grandparents got me mario 64 ds and at first i was really conflicted because i'm like man like i want a new game like i want something that uses the touch screen you know it's different but at the same time i'm like there's nothing that's coming out for this system for like almost a year like there's warrior and that's it and mm-hmm. I freaking love Mario 64, so I'm going to open this. And um, I played it a lot. It was a lot of fun. They enhanced the graphics uh, really well. They Basically, the main new things they added is they added 30 new stars that were hidden throughout the castle. And then they also added in Yoshi and Wario and Luigi as playable characters. And this is the only time in a 3D Mario game you've been able to play as Yoshi or play as Wario. So that was really cool. They had special powers. Um, and also was the first 3D uh, Mario multiplayer game. I have a ton of good memories because me and my brothers all had 3DSs. We would all load up the multiplayer mode, which there was mini games you could play, which was fun. But there was also like an actual 3D multiplayer where everyone was a different colored Yoshi. And you'd play like on the, the secret slide level or out in Peach's Courtyard. And stars would just spawn throughout. So you have to go and like find the stars and you could like punch each other. It wasn't like super deep or anything, but like running around in a 3D world as Mario characters, like kind of blew my mind and we had a lot of fun <laughs> for what it was as kids so um a lot of fun with that game did you guys ever get a chance to try it the remake Rob? uh no i never did i played it one time my friend had a ds and i played it and i didn't play any of i think i played the multiplayer with someone i played like some of the mini games and stuff yeah. like that and but it was a bit later so i didn't it didn't really blow me away that gotcha. much um but i thought it was really cool that they added like 30 new stars that you could find in the yeah. server and stuff like it, that it was a lot of fun going for all 150 uh, i remember doing that and that was like the thing that got me through year one of the ds when there was no <laughs> games um and also the mini games were, were pretty fun and well thought out they those actually used the touch screen pretty well and um they kind of put those in new super mario Bros. later on but really the only thing that wasn't great was the controls because you don't have an analog stick so you had to use the oh you had the d-pad yeah you had to use the nintendo ds d-pad which, you know, worked, but at the same time, it was a little bit more difficult than using the analog stick. And yeah. They also put in a touchscreen control where you could, like, use the touchscreen to move around, Ooh, which I tried terrible. using and figuring it out, but it, it was never worth it. Like, it was yeah. a really big thing to awful. use. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a pretty fun game. And that's really the only 3D remake that they've done of a 3D Mario game, which is I thought was interesting. And even with hmm. 2D Mario games, they've kind of re-released some 2D Mario games, but they've never really remade a Mario game outside of Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo. So yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm on the bandwagon that Nintendo should, you know, remaster these old 3D Mario games, put them out in a collection. That would be amazing. I'd love That'd that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, but after that, we had three more years till Mario Galaxy arrived in 2007. Man, what a great year 2007 was for video games. We got Mario Galaxy. Um, I believe it is still the number two highest Metacritic, like, ranked game of all time, right behind Ocarina of Time. Yep. Um... It has like a nine, 9.7 average. And the first in this one was that it had the first orchestrated music. It's like the soundtrack was all orchestrated by their own Mario Galaxy mm-hmm. Orchestra. First time you could use a Fire Flower in 3D, which was cool. It kind of stunk, though, because it was a timer. Like you yeah. got it for like 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, you could only get it for But it was time. awesome being able to use it when you could. Yeah. Um, you could transform into a Boo, which was a lot of fun. Um, and you could also, they also debuted the Spring Mario and the B Mario suits, which were a lot of fun. Um, and they, they were very, like, sparingly used as well. Kind of like Mario Bros. 3, the, you know, mm-hmm. Snooki suit or the <laughs> frog suit were just in a few levels. So it really yeah. made it feel special. Yeah. Which is really cool. And then the thing I love about both the Galaxy games is they had, like, over 20 bosses. So there's tons of boss encounters, and they're all really different and unique. And also, I guess another first would be motion controls. Although, it really just used kind of motion just to collect stars. It the, wasn't really a It lot. was the best. It was, like... 
Nintendo knows how to use, even when they make weird controllers, they know how to use them and make them really well. Because you look at the Wii controller and it's all super motion um, control based and they could have gone something really weird and tried to make it kind of really apply to motion gimmicky. controls and gimmicky. <laughs> but they didn't, they use normal Mario controls for the most part except for collecting stars and when you would get on the rolling ball. Flick. Yeah, and you would get yeah. on the rolling ball. So they did it a little bit, but... It was clever, though. Yeah, it was clever. Um, so yeah, it, was it very, controlled really well. It was well. very tasteful. Yes. Yeah, tasteful. Yeah. That's a good... Super Mario Galaxy is my favorite Mario game of all time. It's one of the only two that I've actually finished all the way. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, so I remember 2006, E3 2006, before the Wii came out, they were like showing off a bunch of stuff about this game and talking about how it was going to come out a couple months after the Wii came out. Um, and then it ended up coming out for like not a year after, but... Um, they showed the, like, uh, lava octopus boss fight yeah, or whatever that was. so beautiful. That was amazing. <laughs> it looked beautiful. Um, and, well, this was in 2006, but it looked beautiful. And, like, just the scale of that fight, like, really, mm. really impressed mm-hmm. me. Yeah, there wasn't a um, lot of large Mario fights, really. Like, yeah. P.D. Piranha and then, like, B- Bowser in the hot tub and such. were really the only big fights we had had up until that point. Yeah, and there was a ton of them in Galaxy. Yeah, there's lots of massive bosses in both the Galaxy yeah. games. And, and the fact that, like you could go to all these different planets meant that you could go to, there was so many different like locales and stuff like that. Like, because with Super Mario Sunshine, the tropical location was awesome, but it kind of limited you to, in terms of what you could do. And, mm-hmm. and with galaxy, yeah, you could go sure. literally, they did so many different things yeah. with different levels and different worlds. Like they had beach levels that were sunshine esque. Yep. They had, you know, the honey hive levels. They had one that was like a toy box that played like old Mario music. And they even like most of the galaxies had like three to four stars hidden in them. Uh, in a style similar to Mario 64 mm-hmm. but there's also galaxies that had like one star in them and you would just go and it's just like a little short galaxy just to get one star which really kind of kept it fresh and interesting yeah and they yeah. you could replay um, levels you'd already beaten like you, there was like the one where you had to beat the like the timer or what yeah was that there, there was comet challenges there so was comet challenges you got the regular stars it would go back and say hey, hey speeds are coming you have to do kind of a speed run through a level to get a bonus star or like you get to find certain like amount of coins before you, you yes. finished it and i remember 100 percenting that game and then unlocking the ouija and i was thought it was the coolest thing ever um and it was really neat because you unlock like a special flying like mario outfit like that's in the Comet Observatory and you can fly around mm-hmm. and that's super fun. And oh yeah. And this game also debuted Rosalina who Nintendo was, loves. Now. Nintendo loves Rosalina. Yes. She's in everything, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I'm fine with. I, I think she is a way better princess to put in everything than Daisy. Daisy is horrible character design, yes. annoying voice, everything. Get rid of Daisy. Keep putting Rosalina in things. Um, but yeah, so Rosalina debuted there and they had the Rosalina's like storybook with like the music and like the feels I don't know if you've ever went through that. But in the library? Yeah, the yeah. library. Yeah, that was awesome. She like, tells a little story. So it was kind of cool. It was different for a Mario game, but a lot of fun. I don't think anyone can argue that that is one of the greatest games that's come out in the last 10 years. That's a mm-hmm. good good pick, Nate. Did you, play, did you play Mario Galaxy at all, Rob? Um, I played a little bit. I've also watched... Uh, there's a Twitch uh, channel I like to watch, uh, Crimson360. That's a little shout-out right there. And he speedruns <laughs> a lot of Mario games. And nice. one of the ones he speedruns is uh, Super Mario 64, which is one of my favorite ones. This is actually why I started watching him. But he does speedruns for Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy nice. 2, and it's actually really cool to watch him do that. So yeah. I've, I've, watched, that I've watched a lot of that speedrun event, and you see a very different aspect of games when you watch someone speedrun it. Yes. Run it, because yeah. they're, they're cheating things, they're glitching things. It's really fun to watch. So I, I've never seen a speedrun for Mario Galaxy. I, I haven't either. That That's interesting. It's a long one. I think it's like eight six to eight hours to speed run so yeah, I'm it's sure a little it's bit on the longer side game. yeah that's awesome cool so. well after mario galaxy was released in 2007 Miyamoto was sitting around saying man i have all these planets and other things left over from mario galaxy that i thought were really good ideas but for whatever reason we just couldn't fit them all into the game or we had to shift the game and so he decided to make a super mario galaxy 2 um which came out in 2010 this is kind of the first proper sequel based off you know old older mario game they just, you know, put a two at the end of Super Mario Galaxy. And they, like I said, it was kind of based on a lot of, like, they had a lot of leftover planets. They didn't want to waste them, so they made another game. And they just kept building and building with some new ideas. And so the main new ideas was there was a rideable Yoshi, which was awesome. This is really the so first time in 3D. You, you could, could kind of do it in, do it in sunshine, sunshine, right? But he but could it was, go in the levels. You couldn't really do anything with Yoshi because he was only in the pl- Delfino Square. Yep, in the or the plaza. And 
he wasn't really Yoshi because all he did was like shoot juice out, which was really weird because it was like the whole water shooting mechanic and yep. they didn't want to create a new mechanic for his tongue and everything. And so this one, you can ride Yoshi through complete levels. You use his tongue to swing on things and eat enemies and shoot out like, you can eat bullet bills and shoot them out to like blow things up and do really cool stuff with Yoshi, which was fun. Um, it even like brings the callback from like Super Mario World. Whenever you jump on Yoshi, that's like a little ding, 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 like little it's drum music, sound effect yeah. to the music. Yeah. yeah. So that was really cool. I'm um, having Yoshi in there. And then it also added the Rock Mario power-up, which he pretty much turns into like a Goron and like, rolls like a bowling ball and like knocks things down and one of my personal favorites cloud mario <laughs> cloud mario is actually really cool it's a great mechanic yeah the, basically yeah. how cloud mario works is you get a cloud flower and you jump and whenever you like do your little spin move it'll basically create a cloud platform in the sky you can do that up to three times uh before you need to grab another cloud flower so you need to get across like a long gap you have to do like long jumps and like make clouds in between and mario looks like hilarious because he has like this big poofy cloud like overalls and hat on it just looks so cute and i love it uh but yeah so that that's kind of what mario galaxy was about it got pretty much the same same review scores as the first galaxy um you know it's didn't stray too far from the formula um did you play galaxy 2 um i actually it came out in 2010 when i wasn't really playing a lot of video games so i didn't actually play it i bought it on my wii u when it came out on the eShop. i think last year um, I got it for mm-hmm. ten bucks, which is a great deal. Amazing deal. Yes. Um, oh, so yeah. I've kind of been playing through that, but I've only played like I think four worlds or something. I forget. There's like eight worlds in that game, right? So Mario Galaxy is your favorite Mario game of all time. You haven't even finished no, the sequel. No, I haven't finished the sequel. I've played maybe like half of it or something like that. So wow. this isn't like a cash and sequel. This is like a full blown. Like, yes. You love Galaxy. Here's another like full expansion, pretty much with new ideas. Yeah. But come on. Yeah. So I need to play it more, but yeah, it was really cool. The, the whole or soundtrack was orchestrated again. There's beautiful, amazing music. Um, there's actually 240 stars, which is the most stars in any 3D Mario game. Um, That's insane. That's so many. Yeah, pretty much they had all the regular stars, and they had Comet stars, which you had, you know, you know do speedruns, different, you know, beat a boss, getting hit, stuff like that. And then once you beat Bowser again after that, basically Rosalina appears, who she's not really in the second game, and she basically spawns three green stars in every single world. And they're kind of like more like the hidden stars of Mario 64, where you just kind of have mm-hmm. to run out and listen carefully. And if you hear the twinkle of a star, you know you're close, and you just try to find these stars that are just hidden somewhere in the world so you've already explored, which add a ton of replay value. I don't think I've actually found all 240. I'm at like 210 or something. Like, I need to go back and 100% that. But, um, yeah, and you can also play, play as Luigi in that one as well, which which I appreciated. So. Jeez. One of the first times they did that in a Mario game. Yeah, or at least the, 3D the first one. Mario Galaxy, you had 100% the game is Mario, then you unlock Luigi. This one, you unlock Luigi, I think, just after you beat the base game. You yeah. Can, you can yeah. switch freely between the two. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, and then the hub worlds, we didn't really talk about it a ton, but Mario Galaxy had a similar hub world to, um, I would say, Mario 64 a little bit. Where it was kind of smaller. A, it was not as big as the castle, but yeah. it had you know a big area where you kind of go into different houses and you'd launch from there to the different worlds. While mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy had a very small hub world. It was pretty much just a giant starship <laughs> shaped like Mario's, Mario's head, face, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> it's hilarious. But uh, you're on the there. Best you just, part of that game. Yeah, you just go and stand on like the a switch, and then it had more of a classic like 2D, you know, think Super Mario World or Super mm-hmm. Overworld style. Yeah, just Overworld style, where you just kind of fly and just jump right into the level, um, which is nice because you could jump straight into levels quicker but kind of kind of missed the the feel of the hub world yeah we haven't had a hub world in a long time so yeah, yeah. Uh, so moving on we got two more games we have super mario 3d land in 2011 and super mario 3d world in 2013 um super mario 3d land 2011 was really that first big original game for the 3ds um i remember i didn't get my 3ds about a year or two after launch i got it used um, from a friend who wasn't using it anymore and um, I had this weird like thing that dawned on me when I saw he was selling it. I'm like, I can get a 3DS for a really good deal right now. And there's a 3D like Mario game that's out that I haven't played. I need to buy this now. <laughs> um, so I got it, and I was a little disappointed at first, um, mostly just because it was really easy. It's definitely the easiest 3D Mario game yeah, out there. Yeah. Um, which I guess makes sense. It was for a 3DS. It was the first handheld 3D Mario game. They wanted it to be more portable, played in shorter sessions. Yeah. That, you know, more kids would probably be playing it. Um, but the thing that makes this Mario game unique, it was really kind of the first game that was really influenced a lot by 2D Mario gameplay. And so 
it had the flagpole at the end of the stage. That was the first for 3D Mario games. So it wasn't really exploring. It was more just getting through a level and getting the flag at the end. Um, but then it brought the Tanuki and the Boomerang power-ups into the 3D Mario games for the first time as well. And it also had a, a no-hub world, but just a world map similar to like the new Super Mario Bros. games where you would choose levels. So um, it was neat because after you beat the base game, you unlock the, the Minus world and it has harder versions of all the levels, which added some replayability. But even with that, I 100% of the game, I think like 12, 14 hours. Yeah. Um, wow. Which, you know, isn't nearly as long as like the Galaxy games. But. Yeah, to unlock the... Uh... The minus world levels you had to get collect all the star coins in the normal levels. Yeah, um, I think so. That was kind of a cool mechanic, but it was really easy to do for the most part. So yeah, it, and there's actually a nice Easter egg after I hundred percent and collect everything in the minus world too. You beat Bowser again, and then it basically shows a little bonus like picture that you have to you know unlock, and it was a picture of Toad and Peach and Luigi all with Tanuki suits as well. Which leads into 2013 Super Mario 3D World, which is pretty much a sequel to Mario 3D Land for the Wii U. And it was the first four-player multiplayer, uh, full-blown multiplayer 3D Mario game where you could play as Peach, Toad, Luigi, and they all had Tanuki suits. So it was kind of a nice little hint yes. at the end of that game. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think the, the best thing about Super Mario 3D Land is, even though it was easier and shorter and stuff like that, it was the first time we ever had 3D Mario kind of portable on the go, and it felt absolutely perfect for that system. The first time I ever played circle it. Circle Pad worked well. The Circle Pad worked mm-hmm. really well. The first time I ever played it, I think I played it for like two hours. I was like, wow, this is really fun. Yeah, yeah I remember um, you really liked it. Yeah, it was <laughs> super easy to jump. Maybe because it was easier, maybe that's why I liked it. But <laughs> yeah. um, really easy to jump into, and it felt um, the levels were short enough where you could just play like one in like five minutes or something like that and mm-hmm. get through it mm-hmm. um, and move on. So, yeah, I well, love that. For, it was a ton of fun. I think for a portable system... Uh, shorter is better. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, one of the things you're doing when you're playing a portable game is you're just sitting there, you might be on the bus commute or something, or you might just be like, oh, I have, like, 10, 15 minutes here, I don't want to fire up my console, I'm going to play a portable game. So the fact that Super Mario 3D Land was actually a shorter game and the levels were shorter was a really good thing. I remember I played a little bit of it on... I think it was on yours, Nathan, and yeah. I, it was a lot of fun. I yeah, really enjoyed and- it. And it was really easy to just get into, play for a little bit, and then just stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even though the like the levels were shorter and stuff like that, it still had really clever like level design and platforming sections, yeah, and kind of yeah. there was some cool puzzle stuff they did as well. It really so good. it still had really really good design. Yeah, um, gr- like you would expect of any three D Mario yeah, game. Yeah, great great level design for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just the only thing I missed on it was or didn't really enjoy was it was very linear, which is fine. You know, there was an end goal; it had to be linear. But the collectibles, like you weren't really exploring to get stars, and there was three yeah. star coins in every level. But very rarely were they ever, like, hidden. It was always like, oh, there's a star coin. I just need to, like, make the effort to jump over an extra pit to go get it or mm-hmm. do a certain amount of wall jumps. So they weren't really ever hidden, which mm-hmm. is why I was able to, like, 100% it so quickly. Like, I look back, I'm like, oh, I got all the star coins and stuff for, like, six levels. Like, I didn't really need to search for any, like um, most of the other Mario games kind of make you do. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a great game. It's still the best use of... 3D on the 3DS, I think, of any game that's mm-hmm. come out. Yeah. 3D effects really nice on it as well. Um, but yeah. Um, so moving on to Mario 3D World, we talked a little bit about it. Um, it was uh, another sequel, so we had Mario Galaxy, then Mario Galaxy 2, then we had Mario 3D, and with Mario 3D World, um, which was very similar in the same style. It had a, you know, a flag at the end of the levels. Um, levels design was very uh, similar. The levels um, were like a lot more fleshed out, I feel like. Though. They were fleshed out. They were a lot yeah. bigger. Yep. And there was like more unique enemies, and there was unique power-ups. There weren't really unique power-ups in 3D Land. They just kind of brought back the Tanuki suit. Yep. They put yep. Tanuki mm-hmm. tails in like, every enemy in that game, which was hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but in 3D World, they added the cat suit, which was an awesome new power-up. I wasn't sure at first. Like, like I think this is just Nintendo like saying, we're Japanese, we love cats, we're going to put them in this game. But it actually worked really well. <laughs> it's a really cool mechanic, yeah. Which was awesome. You could like run up walls and do lots of cool stuff. And there was also a... Uh, a clone cherry, wherever you got it, like it would clone Mario, and you could have like five Marios yeah, all running around together. Which that was neat. If they all have like fireballs, you like have this massive like fireball army, which was super fun. Um, they added like Plessy, who was like a giant like dinosaur. You could like ride through levels, like a secret slide type level, which was a lot of fun. So I definitely kept the levels uh, fresh. It looked really pretty, really good on the Wii U. Um, and then, like I said, it was the first multiplayer game where you could play through the entire game 
with uh, up to four people. Up to four people, which or no, you could you do five? Cool. Oh, it was four. Oh, just four, just four. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, did a couple levels that had quirky gamepad things. We had a touch things, which were kind of neat, but most of the game was just you know solid 3D Mario platformer. But um, you had to reach the end, and I really enjoyed the the boss fights in it as well. Had some some neat boss fights that had the big band music, which at the end of the show we're going to play you one of my favorite big band pieces from Mario 3D World, the Histocrat boss. Love it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and the map was kind of a hybrid of the 2D maps and like the hub worlds. It was kind of a 2D map. It looked very similar to the Super Mario World map or Mario uh, 3 map. However, you could kind of roam around it and like find little secrets and hidden things. So it kind of made it a little bit more hubby, I guess. The golden <laughs> train existed on this map. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. There's a secret <laughs> level that spawned just once every once in a while. I don't, I think you had to get a certain amount of points or level clears to get it to spawn. But you could go to and play it. It was like a one-time thing. It would be a train that was just made out of gold that had like thousands of coins on it. It would shoot coins, had giant stacks of coins. And being like a huge, avid collect-a-thon person and loving Mario coins, like, I, uh, my favorite Jeff went crazy. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think my biggest memory of this game is just the first night it came out, we went, and I think it came out the same day as the Xbox One or something like that. We yeah. went to GameStop, picked it up, and went back, and it was like 11 o'clock at night or something like that. Um, and we're playing it with like uh, your, myself and you, Jeff, and the, then two friend other Matt friends. Nick. Our friends, Matt and Nick. <laughs> and we played it for like four hours, and it was insane because you could play a 3D Mario game with up to four people yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Like It was kind of crazy, but it was a ton of fun to be able to play through it with three other friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it worked really, really well. Yeah. Um, so that was, that's my biggest memory of well, this game. And it kind of tried to make you work together a little bit more because I think, if I'm correct, you shared lives between all four of you. Yeah, you shared, and, you shared lives yeah, between New Super between Mario Bros. Everyone. I'm like, oh, Nathan has one life left. I'll throw him off the edge, beat this level myself. He yes. can't spawn in until it's done. But with this one, it's like, <laughs> hey, if I pick up Nathan, throw him off the edge, like that's going to take a life away from me too. And so it kind of made you... Work together a little bit more, and at the end of level, whoever gets the most points gets a little crown on their crown, head. And but they the crown, wear it the next level. Yeah, they wear it in the next level, which is a cool little feature. But mm. it, you could also get the crown knocked off of you. So like Nathan could like grab it if like I run into a Goomba, and like he his guy's wearing the crown. So that was another little little fun thing they added in there to kind of uh, put a little more competitiveness in it. But yeah, I think a lot of people, especially when it was revealed, people were kind of down on it because they wanted a kind of a full 3D Mario, sim- more similar to they wanted to Mario like Galaxy. Galaxy 3 basically. Yeah. Um but this we got this instead and I think when it actually launched everyone was like, "Oh, this is actually a really good game." Um, yeah. and it was. Yeah, it's a really good game. Um it's definitely different than, you know, the Galaxy Sunshine 64 where they're more exploratory based, you yep. know. Mm-hmm. Um which is why you know that that game came out in 2013. We are now here in 2016. 2017 is right around the corner. That's four years. Like the 3D Mario team has to be having this new game come out for the NX next year in the first year. So that kind of leads into our next kind of segment: is what do you guys want from the next 3D Mario? We're assuming one will come out within the next year when the NX launches. Um, yeah. Are you guys hoping for another kind of Mario 3D World style game with you know shorter levels with flags at the end, multiplayer kind of light? Looking for more of a deep Mario Galaxy type experience with big hub worlds and giant worlds where you explore and get stars. What, what do you guys think? I think, honestly, I'd like to see more of the uh, Galaxy side of things. Um, and maybe even a little bit of a throwback even further. Maybe if they took a little bit of the, uh, the style of uh, Super Mario 64 and played it into a newer game. Like the you know, like aesthetic style or just like the platforming style? Like, I think the platforming style and a little bit of just kind of the aesthetics and like, I mean, kind of more of that like grounded yeah. 3D platformer um, in 3D Mario. So more like, you know, the galaxy was a lot of fun, but I want to go back to the castle, I guess. The classics. <laughs> I want to, yeah, I want to see a new Peach's castle that you can actually run around and explore. Like not just even see the bigger. Like, just imagine, you know, like, you know, Galaxy 2 had, like, 240 stars. Imagine, like, 240 stars in the castle. Yeah. Or, like, like just, how, like, the whole yeah. Mushroom Kingdom. Like, like the opening of Mario yeah. Galaxy, you see the castle, and you kind of run around in, like, the prologue, and then you like, just... right in front of the castle, but then you go into space for the rest of the game. Yeah. So, like, I think it would be cool to see more of a exploratory game that was based so on Mushroom on kingdom. The kingdom. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, you have to work your way to the castle. I, I half agree with you, Rob. Um, yeah. and half don't. So I, I would like to see it go back to 
It's more similar like Mario Galaxy, Mario 64 style, where it's more exploratory. There's worlds you're trying to find, stars, etc. Um, instead of focusing on uh, kind of Super Mario 3D land, 3D world mm-hmm. style. Um, more single player because you can do, I think you can do cooler, not only cooler platforming, but cooler just different gameplay and elements, stuff like that with one player versus yeah. four. Um, so I think that would be really cool. But I'd, I'd, I don't know if I want to go back to exactly the castle. I think whatever Nintendo wants to do, um, you can see you something completely different. Just something completely different. I don't know. I don't. Mario Galaxy was awesome, but I don't want to do like Super Mario Galaxy three or something like that. Yeah. I want yeah completely different. Whatever Nintendo decides to do, um, but with a focus on like different worlds and being able to explore and not having a timer because three D Land, three D World both had yeah, five hundred second timer, so it limited what you could do somewhat. Um, yeah. But yeah, just something completely new we've never seen before. Yeah. That's I think that's when Nintendo and the EAD team, which is the team that makes Mario, is at their best mm-hmm. when they're doing new concepts that just completely blow our mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I kind of agree, agree with you there, Nathan. Like, I mean, aside from Galaxy 2 and then 3D World kind of being, you know, follow-ups on, like, ideas they had for the previous Mario game, I realize this is a new idea, you know, like, to Sunshine was the 64. Yes. The Galaxy was the Sunshine. That like, would it be takes amazing. in a new direction. They really go for, like, their own kind of style with, you know, new power-ups and new new different things that they do. Um, but, you know, regardless, I, I'm sure whatever the, the 3D team puts out, um, it's going to be going to be phenomenal I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that it's it's a launch or it's within that first year of the nx because i'm i'm itching to really really play a new one for sure so cool yep. oh one more question i have for you guys you think bowser's getting old should we, should we like not have bowser anymore like every single one of these games i i talked to you about bowser steals peach and <laughs> you save her <laughs> at the end except for mario 3d world he steals like these little fairies because peach is playable but it's like the same exact yes. thing with bowser like do you think they should you know not maybe use Bowser like they've kind of done with Zelda. Like they haven't had Ganon in every single game necessarily. Do you think Bowser should like work together with another villain or like, or do you think that doesn't really matter? I I don't think it matters. Story obviously is not what Mario was about. When they tried yeah. to do some stuff with Sunshine, it didn't really work out super well. Mm-hmm. So, and Bowser is iconic, so I'm fine with Bowser yeah. being a villain. I feel um, like Bowser's so iconic. Exactly, he, he can't really. Not, It'd be great yeah. if they had somebody else. As long as he wasn't like terribly designed, if he was kind of cool designed, I would be okay with that too. I don't really care that much, but yeah. I think Bowser's fine. I mean, it might be cool to do something a little different. Maybe like make Bowser on you know, like you you play in like the Go Kart or uh, Mario Kart and like Super Smash Bros. You're working with him or tennis or soccer or those things mm-hmm. you play with Bowser. <laughs> I mean, maybe it would be cool to do something kind of along those lines, like you have to team up with Bowser. Yeah, like Super Paper Mario did that. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've they experimented a little, a little bit, bit in the side games, yeah. but we've never really seen it. No, not the in the main Mario game they haven't done it. No. no, it might no. be interesting to try that, but honestly, I think the iconic Bowser as the villain is a staple of the Mario series, and I think it would be weird to see Mario without Bowser as the enemy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Alrighty. Well, I think that about wraps up our Mario segments. That was a lot of fun, guys. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, yeah, for, was thanks for indulging uh, me and my Mario nerdiness. Oh, we know how much you love Mario, <laughs> sir. It's true. Uh, I just want to go back and play all these games now. Uh, Alright, well, that about ends our show. But before we go, we have segment three, what we're playing this week. When do you guys start? I've been talking too much. <laughs> uh, um, I'll start, I guess. Uh, this last weekend... Um, Went up uh, with a couple friends with Jeff and a couple other friends um, and had kind of a weekend away. And we played a lot of Smash Bros, which is always fun. So Four-player Smash. We, four player we Smash. don't get four of us who are all yes. getting Smash together yeah, very often. Yeah, exactly. We were playing four-player Smash, um, which is pretty chaotic, but not as chaotic as like eight-player Smash yeah. or anything like that. So you can still yeah. like... 2v2 as well. 2v2, yeah. 2v, we played 2v2, which was perfect. Um, so that was a ton of fun. Um, Me and Nathan dominated. That. Yes, yeah, me and Jeff dominated. Uh, mostly thanks to Jeff, I'm not a great Smash player. Right, come on, yourself <laughs> you play a good Mario. Play I, good. I play a good Mario, that's about it. Um, and, and Pac-Man. <laughs> I wish. Uh, and then I've also been playing more Rise of Iron Destiny. I was playing Iron Banner this last week, played a lot of that. Um, got really frustrated because I didn't have a lot of time to play with any of my friends, and playing with randos on Iron Banner... Is not that fun. I kept losing, so... Yeah. Um, and then I also have played, like, probably another two or three hours of uh, Mario & Luigi Brothers in Time for the Nintendo DS um, that I'm borrowing from Jeff. And uh, really having fun with that and enjoying that. It's a fun little kind of mobile game to just play for, like, 20 minutes at a time or something like that. Um, it's really fun. I love the writing. Yeah, it's, hilar- the, it's hilarious. Hilarious. Excuse me. I love... 
the battle system is really cool with the timing um yeah and kind of planning of the attacks and stuff like that and they do some cool puzzle stuff with it as well cool. so i'm glad you're liking it yeah it's fun nice rob um so i played a lot more batman arkham knight got a good chance to play a lot on friday um i have finished a lot of like you know the side mission type things you can do mm-hmm. i finished a lot of those and one of the reasons why I've been really so focused on a lot of these side missions is I, I saw something somewhere that the ending changes based off of how many of the side missions you've actually completed. Oh, cool. So yeah, it was like, but you have to get 100% to get the cool ending. So Yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm going to see how much, if I can even get close. <laughs> and so I've been working on that. Um, I'm, I believe I'm like 70% done with the main story. Right, and yeah, you're, you're pretty close to... So I'm, I'm pretty close overall. The side missions uh, in the game are so fun, though. They're, they're really well but done. But they're awesome. In the char- I, I'm such a huge Batman fan that getting to see the flush-out characterization of a lot of the villains yeah. is one of the reasons I play. There's a lot of obscure so, villains they, they gave the spotlight to, which is fun. Yeah, and so getting to see some of these villains in the spotlight is just a lot of fun for me. Um, I also got a chance to go back, play a little bit more NBA 2K17, play a little bit more of my career mode, and honestly, I'm really loving this new NBA 2K. Um, I've played a couple of the others with Nathan. It's kind of our thing. We play a lot of 2K. There's a multiplayer game I play. There you go. All right. But, I mean, other than that, you know, it's been a lot of fun. The gameplay is really smooth. The graphics are gorgeous. The, um, I mean, except for your player, because obviously no one knows how to actually animate your own character. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the career mode is actually really enjoyable. There's a lot of extra things that you can do in there. There's a lot of uh, fun little, like, practice drills and stuff that you're doing in the time and you can build boost your stats through that and so that's been a lot of fun i've just been kind of so it's better than last year's career mode with uh, I think the so. yeah who directed I, it triple uh, e or spike, lee. spike lee. lee that's that was it oh, oh yeah. so no, terrible that was Please, terrible not it was not right. <laughs> yeah. so this one is very it's very um free-flowing cool more so than the other one it's just kind of you're going along sweet um and then I also actually uh, saw the other day that Fallout Shelter is free. So That's a mobile I game, did... right? It's actually free on your computer now. Oh, okay. So I downloaded it on my computer and started playing it and played for maybe an hour or two. And so it was kind of has Fallout Shelter replaced Fallout 3? <gasps> no. <laughs> uh, Fallout Shelter was my... I'm sitting somewhere where I can't play Fallout 3, so I'm going to play Fallout Shelter instead. Oh, there you go. Okay. So... So I didn't actually get a chance to play Fallout 3 this week, which was rather unfortunate. The streak has but... been broken. Oh, no. He's never going to come back and finish it. Don't worry. It'll be back next week. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Classic Rob. Uh, all righty. Well, for me, I uh, played uh, Guacamelee this week. I love love Guacamelee. Ooh. Bought it uh, when I back when I like, first got my PS4. Um, Super Turbo Championship Edition. Um, I got the DLC fighters and stuff in there, too, and... I went back through and finally beat the game on hard. I'd started on hard a while back. I was in like the very last area, and it took me like three hours to get through that last this area. Is pretty brutal. Yeah, it was ridiculously brutal. Um, but was able to able to finish that on hard, and I did a little little trophy hunting, which was fun. Um, and then, like I said, played Smash Bros. Nathan did lots of fun two on two. Um, jumped into some Super Mario Bros. Two because I realized I haven't collected all the star coins in that one, so. Going, going through that, kind of filling in the last couple missing gaps of coins that I haven't found yet. And I just love that game. It didn't get really good reviews, I think, because it was kind of... It came out pretty soon after the I think people were tired Wii of one. Mario, new Super Mario Brothers games. Yeah, people, people got a little fatigued, but um, I really loved it. Um, yeah. Because mostly yeah. it was all about coin collecting. So like, I have a total of like 400-something thousand coins in the game. And there's like a coin rush mode. So the, like uh, crazy the like OCD completionist in you... Yeah, well, it's I don't need necessarily be OCD on it because like there's so many coins and levels like you can't even collect them all almost. But like you can yeah. finish a level and it's normal to have like 700 coins at the end of a level, which is amazing. So I have like I literally have like 820 lives or something because <laughs> I've got so many one ups. Um, but yeah, so uh, still having a lot of fun with that game. Um, and then uh, also been playing Destiny this last week with Iron Banner. Got some pretty good drops. I think I got my time up to like 371. So wow. 
Yeah, my warlock's 367, I think. 77? Wow. No, 367. Oh, 67. Yeah. Nice, yeah. So, maybe we'll... I probably won't play Destiny either this next week. I kind of played a lot last week. Need to take a break from it. Um, but still want to beat that raid. You got to beat that raid. So you got to get on that raid, yeah. Our hard mode's coming out in, what, yeah. a week? Yeah, next week, I think. Yeah. So, anyways, that about wraps up our show. Thank you so much for listening. As promised, here is the Histocrat Boss music from Super Mario 3D World. See you next week. Or maybe we won't be able to play that because it's not loading <laughs> on our thing. Oh, all right. Well, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> we'll get that to you next week. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll just go out with our regular song. Any closing comments, guys? Um, go play Mario game. Yeah, go play yeah, Mario Yeah, this is a good time to play some Mario games. I really want to play a Mario game now. Yep. <laughs> all righty. Well, we will see you guys next week. Until then... Go play Mario. Peace. See ya.